welcome to this Cumberland Lodge podcast on the topic of democracy and activism, which was held as the final session as part of the Climate Futures Youth Perspective Conference. And what a wonderful conference that it has been. My name is Robin Smith and I'm a scholar at Cumberland Lodge doing my PhD at Brunel University. Cumberland Lodge is an educational charity that tackles social division through debate and dialogue, and we're based in Great Windsor Park. This March, Cumberland Lodge has been running a virtual conference exploring young people's perspectives on climate change and the future of our planet. The event has brought together young people from different backgrounds, schools, universities and organisations to collaborate with high profile guest speakers, including civil servants, charity representatives, activists and academics to exchange views and knowledge ahead of the 2021 pre-COP in Milan, which will lead to the ultimate 2021 UN Climate Change Conference in Glasgow, better known as COP26. So today, I'm delighted to be joined by two very exciting guests to discuss some of the key takeaways from our final session on democracy and activism. So I'd like to give a huge welcome to William Eccles, who is the co-director at The Commitment, a charity working to put the climate and the natural world higher up the political agenda. And also a huge welcome to Rebecca Maxwell, who is taking part in this conference as a member of Catford's Young Leadership Programme. So thank you so much to both of you for joining me today. So to get started, it would be great if I could ask you both to just quickly, um, you know, introduce yourselves before we get started. So let's start with William, if that's okay. Thanks, Robin. Yes, as you say, I'm one of the co-directors of The Commitment, which is a young organisation, nearly two years old. And before The Commitment, I worked primarily in biodiversity conservation after a commercial career. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, William. Um, and what about Rebecca? Would you be able to introduce yourself quickly as well, please? Hi, so I'm Rebecca. I have got involved in the conference because I have been volunteering with CAFOD and I've been doing that since I left uni in uh, 2019. So I've become really passionate about climate change through that. So I'm really excited to, to do this podcast today. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Rebecca. So let's get started. First question is for William. So as we come into the run up to COP26, has climate change moved further up the political agenda? And I guess I'm also kind of curious to know as well around whether COVID-19 has actually kind of had an impact on the progress that we're making towards greener policies as well. Thank you. Um, well, I think so far as climate change going up the political agenda is concerned, there's no doubt at all that it, that it has been rising for some time and, and COP26 will only accelerate it. But there's a very big difference between being on the agenda and things actually happening. So, for example, the UK government has declared a climate emergency. There have been lots of net zero commitments by governments all around the world. And again, in the UK, three quarters of, of local councils have declared climate emergencies. But so far, it's very difficult to see a great deal of action following, following the words. And, and yes, the pandemic has um, increased awareness of, of climate change. And I would always add biodiversity loss because it is of critical importance as well. Um, and there's an interesting contrast between 
the financial crisis of 2008-9, when um, there was a stalling in interest in action on climate change. Um, everyone got focused on the economy. But this time with the pandemic, it seems to have happened the other way around. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, William. That's great. Okay, so I now have um, a question for Rebecca. So there were some fab discussions um, in the democracy and activism session, especially around looking at different forms of effective and, you know, resilient activism as well. And I was just curious to kind of hear more about, you know, your experiences and whether you've ever kind of taken part in street level campaigning and also whether in your view, this is an effective way to be able to to drive change. I am actually kind of fairly uh new to it all i would say and so uh, kind of with uh the restrictions of covid i've not been able to take part in um kind of street level stuff but as soon as we can i will definitely try and be there because i think any action that you can take is is going to make a change and so whether that's really getting involved in campaigns and protests or even if it's just posting on social media or it's making sure you're aware of what you're buying in shops and things like that actually it all makes a difference and yeah but I I am excited to to get more involved in campaigns and protests in the future when we can. Fantastic. That's really interesting. Thanks, Rebecca. And I think it's really great to kind of hear about, you know, the numerous ways, you know, in which people can get involved in, you know, forms of activism and how it's not a one size fits all approach. Um, And hopefully after the pandemic as well, it will open up a lot more opportunities, um, which is very exciting as well. So thank you so much. So I have uh, another question for both of you. Um, So maybe we could start with William. So what are some of your hopes and aspirations, um, you know, for, for COP26, do you think? Well, we, we focus on what government can do. Um, as Rebecca said, there's lots that individuals can do, and they are, um, and, and that's great. Um, but without government support and action, individuals' efforts simply won't be enough. Um, and government action will also encourage individuals to do more and, and help them to do more. So leading up to COP26, there's a real opportunity for people to think about the, the simple power they have, but the enormous power they have in their vote. And it, it's, it's a, a question of showing politicians that there is real demand uh, for people to, for, for, for government to act. And if people register to vote, um, which you can do, in in the UK for UK government elections at the age of 16, ahead of being able to vote at 18. And if if you're in Scotland or in Wales, you can vote at the age of 16 in to the devolved parliaments of those two countries and to all their local elections. So what we hope is that COP26 will raise the consciousness of people that this is a, a really pressing issue and that one of the many things they do will be to register to vote if they haven't and to vote, uh, telling politicians as they do so that um, they're voting with the climate and biodiversity at the heart of their decision. 
Thanks, William. Yeah, I think that's a really great message, especially for a lot of, you know, young people out there, a real reminder to kind of register to vote. And when we're making those decisions as well, you know, to really think about the priorities of uh, politicians and whether they kind of have, you know, climate change and, you know, maintaining biodiversity kind of at the heart of that as well. So thank you so much. And what about you, Rebecca? Uh, You know, what are some of your hopes ahead of COP26? I think just that as much gets done um, as it can, just that there's a real exciting build-up to it and then leaving as well. Everyone kind of knows about it because I think sometimes with politics, there's people that can know exactly what's going on and feel like that's maybe their specific interests but actually climate change affects everyone and so even if it's something that everyone knows about and knows it's happening I think that will make a big difference in things like people wanting to to sign up to vote to make that difference and taking action in in other in other ways as well so I think for me just that basic kind of people knowing that it's going on and getting involved is a hope for me. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, I think that's a really key point there around kind of the power of COP26, you know, all around that kind of build up and raising awareness and, you know, the power of that to hopefully be able to inspire many young people to get involved and take action and really looking at, you know, the numerous ways that they can do that as well. You know, and as both of you have said, you know, how that goes from the individual level all the way through to the actions of the government as well. So that's really interesting. Thank you so much to both of you. Um, And I have uh, one final question here. So maybe we could uh, start with Rebecca. Um, So it was great to see you um, at the Democracy in Activism session uh, yesterday, getting involved and engaged. And I guess I was curious to find out more about maybe what was your biggest takeaway from the session that you would like to share with other young people who maybe weren't able to make it? I think um, what... What really kind of stood out to me was um, each, well, each speaker get, gave a different message and I took something away from everyone. And so with Camilla, it was really interesting to hear her say that you need to be kind of taking action with what you say to the politicians and kind of that whole making friends with officials thing and that you've you've got to kind of use what you have now because it's happening now and really realize that you're you're empowered to to act so whether you're in school or you're out of school or maybe you're you're in some sort of youth club or organization there'll be something that you can do in that role and so really using what you have. And William, with the, the commitment, I actually looked on the website last night and um, I will hopefully later on today think of the message that I want to put in, in my own commitment. But yes, that was really interesting to, to read about. And yeah, and then with Katie, I think it's just, it was really interesting to hear how she had... Uh, talked about um, resilience in it all, which is really important. And I think with the, with the exciting sort of build up, you've you definitely got to have that 
resilience um, in there as well. So that was really interesting to hear about. And yeah, it was it was a very good talk. Fantastic. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, it's great to hear some of your insights on the session. I think I can resonate so much uh, with you know, some of your key takeaways as well. I know, um, you know, f- for me, um, I took very similar things away, uh, especially with regards to Katie's talk as well, you know, around, you know, how we do resilient activism and really kind of maintaining and sustaining that energy as well, uh, which is so important. Um, so William, um, you were one of um, our speakers yesterday. We were so fortunate um, to have you on talking more about um, the commitment. And I was just wondering, what are some of kind of your key takeaways, you know, from listening to other speakers and also, you know, engaging in the breakout room sessions as well? Well, thank you. And um, well, it was a great privilege to be there. So um, thank you for inviting me. Um, and Rebecca, I'm really pleased to hear that you've checked us out and are thinking of making your commitment. I think my my overall reflections were that there's such a palpable sense and of energy and enthusiasm to address these issues amongst the people who came yesterday. And it's vital that young people have a voice and are heard on these issues. They, they think more deeply very often than um, older people and they care much more. Um, older people quite wrongly often think that it's not going to affect them in their lifetimes, rather selfish attitude, where, uh, which is uh, yeah, almost certainly wrong unless you're very old. And, and, uh, uh, and, and young people are obviously very engaged from that point of view. There is, the other thing that came out of it for me was the huge range of things that you can do. And some of them take a, a considerable amount of commitment and time, and some don't. In our case, you can spend five minutes making the commitment and you'll be telling all your local politicians, including your MP, that the health of the planet is at the heart of your decision when you vote. That'll take you five minutes minimum, or if you want to take longer, you can take as long as you like to say why you're making that commitment. And this needs to go up the agenda of all politicians. So whoever you instinctively vote for, whichever party it is, you should be telling them all that this is, this is the thing that matters most to you. We're not telling people how to vote. Uh, we, we want all politicians to be engaged with this and for all their voters to be telling them that um, they need to do more. So, um, no, I thought it was a great conference. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you again for, for asking me. Fantastic. Thank you so much, William. I think, yeah, you really kind of highlighted a key point there, like seeing the energy and enthusiasm, um, you know, in, in the room yesterday was absolutely incredible. Um, and really, you know, bringing together um, young people from all different backgrounds, you know, with organisations, you know, like the commitment um, and, you know, working with other organisations. It's really great to see, you know, youth voices being being centred and, you know, providing the space to kind of have those discussions. Um, um, so thank you so much um, to, to, to both of you um, for, for taking part uh, in the session yesterday, but also for being on uh, the podcast today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, so for anyone listening to this podcast, um, you can find out more about our Climate Futures Youth Perspective Project on our website, which is cumberlandlodge.ac.uk. And please keep an eye out on our Read, Watch and Listen page. 
uh, for blog posts by other Cumberland Lodge scholars, and also to hear our podcasts with more speakers and participants who are involved in the conference. And also later this year, we will publish our final report, which will sum up the key takeaways and reflections from this conference ahead of COP26. So once again, thank you so much to both of the guests here today, Rebecca and William, and thank you to everyone at home for listening.